Hey there, Terry here, and welcome to another episode of the Animation Industry Podcast. In November 2012, an Australian animator by the name of Michael Cusack uploaded a video on YouTube called YOLO that got millions of views overnight. If you haven't seen it yet, you need to go watch it now. It is insane. I've included a link in the description of this podcast, but basically it's about two girls looking to get fucking wasted. Now, eight years later, that YouTube video is getting its own show called YOLO Crystal Fantasy, which is premiering on Adult Swim on August 9th. And I really couldn't believe it when I found out because YOLO is one of my favorite animations on YouTube. Plus, I got to see the first three episodes before they aired and it is a ride. Now, in this episode, I'm chatting with one of the main voice actors. His name is Todd Manolovich, and he does the voice of Rachel, as well as a whole bunch of secondary and background characters on the show. And besides voice acting, Todd is also a musician based out of Melbourne, Australia. And in this chat, he shares how he ended up landing the role, some amazing behind the scenes of what it took to get the characters right, and his best advice for others looking to get into voice acting for animation. But first, I just found out from my friends over at SIGGRAPH that their submission deadline for the Asia 2020 Computer Animation Festival has been extended to August 15th and I wanted to help get the word out about that. Their submissions are open to all CG animated shorts, commercials, visual effects sequences, game cinematics, or if you're like me, stop motion animations that have effects done on the computer. So if you're doing any last minute touches to your shorts or just finding out about the festival now, make sure you check it out and get your submissions in by the 15th. And I've included a link in the description of this podcast for you, so please check that out. Now, without further ado, let's jump right into the chat. All right. Hi, Todd. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Chat, how are Hi. you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. And chilly Melbourne winter. Yeah, I didn't know Melbourne was ever cold, but here we are. So, <laughs> here we so, are, yes. so you're, uh, we're talking because of uh, the launch of Crystal Fantasy, which is a ridiculous uh, show that I just found out about based on the YOLO short from YouTube, which uh, I have showed pretty much everybody I know. But I want to talk about... <laughs> I want to talk about that, but I want to talk about first, how did you get into voice acting in the first place? Well, actually, it was just when um, uh, when Cusack sort of, well, when Michael, uh, my friend Michael Cusack, of course, the creator of the show, uh, just started his own sort of um, animation on, on Flash on the computer because he was, um, you know, he was drawing a lot already. Um, and then and then he sort of started animating himself and, and he just asked me to be involved on the first video that he wanted to so, so you're friends with the creator. Wait, so what were, what were you doing uh, at the time when he asked you to, to voice for, um, is it Rachel? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the, well, the original, um, yeah, the original video, it's funny, actually. Um, what, what I was doing was, aside from going to uni, I was actually um, filming with Michael as well. He was making his first feature film at the time. Um, oh, wow. So, yeah, so I was a character in that movie as well. And then after one of the shoots, I think, actually, I, I went over to his house or his mate's house um, uh, to do some ADR. Um, and he said, oh, while you're here, I've got something else that I'm working on. Um, do you want to try doing some voices for this as well? Yeah, no worries, of course. And, you know, he gave me this strange character and uh, I went for it and he put it on YouTube and it went viral. So there you go. <laughs> well, you also do an absolutely ridiculous, like perfect job for it. So you weren't actually looking for a career in voice acting. You kind of just stumbled into it. Not particularly. I mean, I was always really interested in, in, in voice acting and, and, and radio and, and acting in general and things like that. I'm actually a lot more comfortable doing, doing voice, you know, instead of actually being on a screen. Um, but yeah, I, I, I wasn't pursuing it in particular. I guess I was a bit more pursuing the music thing at the time I was in 
um, I was in uni uh, for, for music and I was in a, in a band and I was playing around a lot, and trying to figure out if I was going to make that sort of my, my ambition. Um, but then uh, that was back when I used to live in Wollongong. I, I moved to, uh, to Melbourne shortly after that to try and pursue music. But yeah, sort of fallen into voice acting naturally. So has, has your voice acting career exploded since, since the Yolo video, <laughs> other than Crystal Fantasy? <laughs> No, not yet. I, th- I mean, I'm, I'm hoping this is the, the doorway, you know, because when it, it was surprising when, because um, that just went dormant for a while. He's acted his own thing. Uh, YouTube sort of ate up those videos uh, and they all seemed to love it. And then, yeah, it was several years later where Kizak said, hey, look, I just got this opportunity from, from Adult Swim. <laughs> like, do you, do you want to revive those characters? And I went, yeah, I've been, I was born for it, man. I'm ready. <laughs> So let's let's talk about Crystal Fantasy a little bit. Can you describe the show for me in a nutshell for those who are uninitiated? Hmm. <laughs> sure. Okay. Um, well, it's <laughs> it's funny. I go through my head going, how do I explain the show? Well, I'll give you the basics. It's it's a story of of two party girls, I suppose, uh, who are best friends. Who I guess it's just their you know life's work to go and find the best party that they can all the time. But it's also, you know, the story of, you know, just being a a 20-something-year-old person, you know, just out there to have some fun. Um, But the world keeps throwing curveballs at them because it's not not a regular world, of course. You're describing Uh, this, like, so calmly. In reality, the show is like a constant, like barrage of crazy stuff thrown in your face all the time. <laughs> it sounds so normal, doesn't it? It sounds normal to talk about, but yeah, it's just a world that they get thrust into, I suppose, that really <laughs> has its effects on them. So do you only do, do you, do you voice act for more than one character on the show? Yeah, um, yeah. it was actually um, me and Cusack in, in, in a church in a room for a good, you know, couple of months. Um, just pretty much between me and him doing all the little characters in the background. He's got most of, most of them in his head. Um, but yeah, I do, I do a couple more in the show. But it's just literally when, as we're reading the script, we go, who wants to play this character? All right, you do this one. I'll do this one. Oh, that's hilarious. That's so like down to earth. I love it. It's, it's like it's so not super formal. Um, so yeah. how do you, like I've had to read lines before, like, and you know, I have a tough time sounding natural or excited, not boring, like not tripping over my lines, forgetting stuff. Like, how do you, how do you do it? Like, what is your process to, to, to put out something that sounds super natural in character, all that stuff? Well, I think funnily enough, I think I was lucky to sort of um, start the process of reading scripts and memorizing lines when I was back and when I was about oh, maybe eight or, or nine years old, I, I played a character in a school play called Wee, Wee Willy Winky. And <laughs> I had to start off reading and memorizing lines there. And I did okay with that. And I kind of felt a, kind, of, kind of comfy with it in a, in a weird way. And I guess it, it, it I mean, it started from there. But, um, and it also, you know, maybe comes from having learned to, uh, an instrument as a kid where I had to remember a lot of music and stuff like that. Um, but mostly it's just working with Cusack, who's my, who's my best friend, you know, it's so easy to be really comfortable around him that, um, you, you just read the lines a couple of times and then you just sort of do, do what feels natural to you. Sometimes it comes out slightly different to the script. It's not so bad because it's more natural. It just feels better that way. 
So can you add ad lib something right now? Yeah, yeah, you can ad lib all over the place. Um, uh, Kizak's usually got an idea of what, like, what key words he wants in there. So if I miss them, I might have to do do it again and and get the keywords in there. But as long as the the idea is there, that's more what we're looking for. So so give me some lines right now. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to think. What what one of what what line should I? Um, 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 can you stop talking right now? Like this selfie I got with Madison. <laughs> <laughs> can, you, can you say the word dance? Because I am like drunk. Because those are just hilarious to me. Because it sounds so <laughs> Let's dance. Let's get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so how much, so you, you mentioned you were ad-libbing. How much involvement do you have in writing or changing the script because you're best friends with the creator yeah um a a bit a bit we actually fully collaborated on um episode three um which is a story about uh, the girls who go to a strange beach and get caught up with all the beach creatures um that that's a particularly that that story um is pretty much from about 10 years ago when me and Cusack started our own um band together and we had stories for the characters in the band and stuff like that but yeah we we do collaborate sometimes and you know just bring new jokes to the to the floor and everything like that um uh yeah i guess it just happens as the show goes along sometimes cues like we'll, we'll be reading a line and then we'll go no no it needs to be funnier or something like that let's just let's just figure out something you know what's funny at this point in time yeah let's try this one instead try this one instead and, that seems yeah. awesome. Like you get to be not only voice acting a sh- on a show, but like kind of reliving this friendship you have with your best friend through it. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's really nice, actually, because because um, uh, Cusack was off for a while. You know, he, he went to, to the US. He was in Wollongong. I, I didn't see him for a few years because um, he, he moved to Melbourne. Uh, we lived together for about six weeks and then he, uh, he went off and lived with his partner and then he went to Wollongong and then he went to the US and yeah, eventually he ended up back in Melbourne. We finally got to hang out again for the first time in a couple of years. And it just so happened to be on this fantastic show. So it's so exciting. Yeah. Are there any inside jokes that you've kind of put in the show that people will watch and not really understand? Yes, yes. yes. there are so many. In fact, it's it, it's almost like we made the whole show kind of for, for ourselves. So I'm hoping it's going to translate. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, I, I, I've seen the first three episodes and I thought it was ridiculous and enjoyed it. Yeah, good. That's great. It must be translating somehow. Man. I don't know how much you can reveal at this point, but can you? Are there? Is there like an inside joke that you think we should look out for? Um, well, I guess it's. Uh, I guess in particular, um, for example, in episode three, where <laughs> where they end up down um, down in Crocodile Town uh, to meet the crocodile. That's that's really a, that's a joke. That was a YouTube video I think me and Cusack made back in 2010. Um, it kind of stemmed from there. Those characters, the the frog guardian and all that with his wares and everything, uh, right before you go into the crocodile's mouth. All this stuff is going to make no sense until the audience you know sees what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, all of those characters there, the the crocodile, the the, the seashell. Um, the the frog guardian they're all little inside jokes little inside characters that's just you know that we just made up and we just went with it so you you gave me some behind the scenes of how you kind of were just going back and forth being like you pick this character you pick that character there in each episode maybe there's only like five or six minutes of actual lines that you might say 
what do you like how how long does it take you to produce like one episode or a whole season is it like a full-time job for a couple months or is it well, like i had um i was actually working well I, I still work two jobs i suppose um i was working my regular day job during the day and then i'd go to the studio in the night and we'd work until about 2 a.m you know oh, so what? something like that yeah yeah so well sometimes it would be all night and things like that so it was you know it would have taken you know i was recording lines up to about last week and we started last august oh wow so, okay. yeah i mean realistically it it takes about uh three maybe maybe a week to get together the dialogue for for the episode um but there's so many little bits that come along in the future just tiny little things like oh we forgot to do a, a grunt here we forgot to do a, a yell here or whatever so that comes back in the future but yeah, really, the process took almost exactly a year. And um, and you're working, is this every single weeknight that you're working? Or is this like a... It was, a Monday, it was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, mostly. Because I was going to ask, how do you keep up that energy when you're working till at least 2 a.m. and then you have a day job? <laughs> well, it was, it was really just hanging out with my friend, to be honest. We... Um, we managed to make the uh, the studio look pretty outrageous. We were like a bought a piano and a drum kit and a bunch of keyboards, and I brought all over all of my weird and wacky instruments. And if we were ever getting a little bit, ah, oh, you know, ah, oh, I don't know, can can we keep going? Let's go play some crappy music, you know. So uh, <laughs> then we so, just play some music. So now that you've been through this whole experience, would you would you do it again? <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And like we're looking to start again quick smart, you know, we're going to try and get, get right back into it, you know, season two, why not? <laughs> so thinking about your future, you know, you have this background in, in music and your day, sorry, what is your day job? If you don't mind me asking. Well, I actually work at uh, Melbourne music center. So, oh, okay, perfect. <laughs> so, yeah. so you're very music and vocally oriented. Uh, what is, what is kind of the dream that you are pursuing or would you like to end up at? Well, I mean, I, I had a different answer for you, I guess, a year ago or two years ah. ago where, where I would have said, you know, oh, I'd love to, to pursue music and I'd, I'd love to, you know, I started, once I came down here to Melbourne, it took me a while to sort of get going uh, on the scene and I, I started a couple of years ago. Um, but then when Cusack moved down and gave me this opportunity, it's like it all really did just fall in my lap. So I went, I've, I've just got, this is such a great opportunity. I've got to pursue this. So I'd really like to, continue on the voice acting path and the writing path and things like that you know just go nice. go where, where my mates go <laughs> so now that you have a break are you going to be actively pursuing other voice acting roles and using yeah, yeah. as your resume absolutely yeah yeah no i'm happy to keep going i'm happy to you know put my voice out where it's needed and yeah look for some more work yeah. so so you have like kind of a taste of the voice acting industry now can do you have any like kind of weird or quirky not wait i don't know why i said weird any insights into how the how people get voice acting roles is it like kind of a call to audition just like a like a actor or it know? seems it um it, it, yeah i mean the other voice actor that we got i, I was just so lucky you know i was really <laughs> lucky considering that I, I didn't have too much experience in the field but when, while i was there seeing how other um, people got their got their work. It really was just sort of, oh, um, you know, they've been operating in the industry for a while. Why don't you try this person? Because I could always be like, oh, I know that person. You know, <laughs> being in Australia, there's you know, really we we all flip between Melbourne and Sydney, basically, which is about a thousand kilometer distance. But we're all, we're all just going between Melbourne, Sydney, Melbourne, Sydney. 
um, sometimes over the, over the other side of the country and stuff. But we, we all kind of operate in the same circles if you're in the uh, industry in entertainment. So you pick from the pool, you know, it's great. But yeah. <laughs> so you went from, you know, doing the voices on like a, a minute. I don't even know how long the original YOLO is. It's like maybe a minute, maybe two minutes. Yeah, just And a, then yeah, there was like a, a almost 10 year break. And now you just finished a whole year of voice acting. So like, what is the biggest thing that you learned to get to, to kind of like hone your skills as a voice actor um, through that, through this whole process? Well, I, I guess to be honest, the biggest thing I learned was to keep going with it, to not lose sight of any creative ambition. Like if, if you're starting off, you know, interested in music, interested in movies, voice acting, whatever, when you're younger, in your teen years. And, and I went to a performing arts high school, which was good, but sometimes school likes to sort of, and uni kind of likes to beat it out of you a little bit, depending on what, um, where you are in school and uni, you know, I, I wasn't, I was an okay student, I suppose, but I wanted to pursue that creative side of things. So I think that the one thing I've really learned here is just keep going with it, whatever, creative endeavor you have just keep going keep going keep going one one day it'll pay off one day it'll pay off you know you so when going. you say keep going what does that mean does it specifically like keep practicing well, anything, anything anything yeah keep practicing keep um making things just creating you know create anything you can if you've got some some editing stuff on your computer if you're just sitting down and painting a picture or drawing or singing or playing music you know just anything creative you know if it's if it's a, a hobby that you're really serious about and you really want to turn it into your, your livelihood, then just, just keep at it, you know? Yeah, I really like that advice because it, it, like you want to keep the ball rolling. You don't want it to stop and just kind of sit there because exactly and sit there and yeah. nothing will happen. <laughs> That's right. And life likes to throw your curved balls and, you know, and when, you, when you're looking for that bread, you're trying to get, get a job here and there and you got to, you know, you got to forego some of your creative time for, the, for other jobs. But, you know, you just got to remember what your roots are. I meant to ask you when we were talking about kind of, you know, your voice acting on Crystal Fantasy, there's like a strange dynamic between the two characters where like Rachel is just looking for a party and Sarah is, is like more emotional and like the friend that gets uh, kind of shit on a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you're, when you're like in character, is that going through your mind as well? Or are you just trying to deliver a funny line? Like are all these thoughts going through your mind whenever you're saying a line? <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. I mean, I'm always um, I'm always laughing after I read a line because because of how much Sarah is getting shit on, you know. <laughs> because you know, poor Sarah's just there going, oh, you know, I don't know, I don't know if we should do this. And Rachel's just being the worst person in the world, you know. She's just horrible to her best friend. Um, but yeah, I mean, I do think about that, but it's really only after the fact it's, it's, I'll read the line, try and deliver it in a funny way and then just crack myself up, you know, and then just like walk around the room laughing for a while going, God, this is so ridiculous. You know, it's so funny. <laughs> so what's one, what's one of the most ridiculous things you had to say? <laughs> I'm just trying to think like, I think one of them was when there's an episode where, um, uh, we're going down, we're driving down a freeway and, um, Rachel asks, when are we getting to the club? And Sarah's like, oh, no, we're just going for a relaxing drive today, Sarah. I mean, Rachel, you know, just just relax. Um, and I, I don't hear her at all. I just say, you know, when are we getting to the club again? And then over the radio, you hear that there's a bush doof, like a party out in the outback. Um, 
so suddenly I, I, I turn and I say, what's that? And Tara's like, what? And I just crash the car. Like, I just take the wheel and drive it off a cliff, basically, just to get to this party. <laughs> that, is, that is quite ridiculous. I don't know. I, as soon as I heard that there was coming a whole series, I was like super excited because that, that short on YouTube was like so perfect for when it came out. It just like summed up like young party culture like i was in university at the time and it was just yeah. it was just perfect <laughs> oh it was out of this world when it came out because and it's so funny to hear that it translated to anybody in any other countries because it's so australian you know it really was just just the the life that we were around at the time of course it was a, a bit exaggerated yeah. <laughs> you, know, you want to hope it if it was but um yeah, it was really just what we were experiencing hyperbolized a little bit. So it's so good that it tra translated to everybody else. I have one more. I, I know we only have a short chat, but I just, so there's a lot of swearing in this show, but it's all like bleeped out. Are you actually like, I'm assuming you're just full on swearing, but we don't oh, hear yeah. it. Oh okay. yeah. Yeah, we are swearing and swearing and swearing. And sometimes I, I, read, I read a line, I go, far out, that's not going to get anywhere near the senses, you know? But I mean, uh, maybe there'll be an uncensored version out there somewhere. <laughs> okay, I wasn't sure because it almost seems like the bleeps are kind of planned versus like somebody after the fact is going, oh my God, here's another like F-bomb. Here they go again. <laughs> Somebody's <laughs> dropped it all in. Yeah, no, because, because I mean, I guess part of the Australian experience is gratuitous swearing. <laughs> We're all, you know, just, just going at it like crap. It's almost a term of endearment sometimes if you're, if, you know, swearing at people. Um, so so yeah. maybe as, as we just kind of wrap it up, um, say there's somebody listening and they, you know, they're, they're a budding voice actor that wants to act for animation. What is maybe the number one thing they can focus on to try to land a gig or get themselves out there or improve their skill? That was three things. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Well, just keep at it for starters. Keep yeah. going with it. Um, just try different things um, as many times as you can. You know, if you're, if you're trying one line, just try it 100 times over. And if you've got somebody to bounce off, do that too. Um, we would spend hours just going over individual lines, you know, just talking at each other, trying to make it more natural, just trying to make it as natural as possible. Forget about the microphone, you know, forget about everything. As, as natural as you can. You still got to speak right into it. So yeah. trying to tell yourself it doesn't exist when it's right in front of you is a hard thing to do. Well, that's, but, that's yeah. what happens to me. Like when I have to say a line in front of a mic or a camera, my mind just goes into like this totally different mode and I become a robot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the hardest part to get over to be honest. And, and really that's, um, that's what the process was. It was me um, reading the line, it being maybe a bit too rigid and then just and just you know getting into it getting into the character and each line and how it feels and, and you know how it operates gotcha well thank you is there anything else you'd like to share oh i think that's the lot <laughs> we're coming oh, nice. all <laughs> yeah excellent cool well uh if you're listening make sure you check out crystal fantasy on adult swim premiering august 9th and also make sure you check out todd's uh work you can find him on instagram check out his music at todd or what and i'll include that link in the description of this podcast so thanks so much for listening and that's all for now okay bye